What is up? It is another wonderful day to be a part of the GOAT Network. Yes, I said the GOAT Network. Monica, we have news. We do. We do. Uh, we want to first say how thankful we are for the time that we were able to, to kind of be on the master feed at Scattered Abroad. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that was wonderful. And if you are someone that's come over from that, you know, we greatly appreciate it. But it was time for a change. Mm-hmm. And I think that the best thing in the world is that we now have the ability to do this on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to make sure that we have the right mindset about it. Scattered Abroad is very, it's very much a spiritual network. Yeah. And so being able to do this the right way, it's best that we separate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to announce the GOAT Network. Uh, we're going to be working on this. It's going to be a work in progress. It's not going to happen overnight. But that being said, if you guys have Patreon ideas, if you have things that you want to see us do, email us at goatversusgoat at gmail.com. Monica, tell them a little bit about what we're hoping to do. Okay, so I do know that we had discussed maybe some extra content, some articles, especially like around the draft, do our own type of scouting reports. Yeah. I know... (laughs) When uh, we were looking at fifth-year option stuff, it was very hard to come across that. If you want that kind of information, maybe having that in one place, just, you know, just whatever content people are interested in, different sports. Um, Michael is definitely our – he's 100 a million percent our football expert. But, I mean, we do have some people who know some stuff about other sports. If you're interested in other – uh, like baseball, softball, basketball, hockey, you know, just let us know. I'm ready to grow this. I'm ready to go, I, and I want to see what people are interested in. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we've learned, there's a market for this. Um, yeah. I think people, and it's not to say that we'll never have sponsors. It's not to say that we're never going to have something happen where maybe we could go that. We could do that right now a lot easier, being able to do our own thing. Right. But – our sponsors aren't going to be something that you have to like go, really? You're being sponsored by that company? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try to keep this with um, sponsors we can trust, sponsors that are not involved in alcohol, sponsors that are not involved in trying to sexify, you know, their content because that's not what we want. We're, right. we're sick of the, we're sick of the con, the, the content about gum and about burgers and they try to over- you know, sensualize it. Mm. There's no place for that. Yeah. And there's certainly no place for that at the GOAT Network. Uh, Monica, we're going to jump right in to uh, Love It or Leave It. Sounds good. And here's the other thing I want us to do is Love It or Leave It. We're going to do Love It or Leave It, but if you say leave it, I want to know if you thought it was a perfect pick for them to make in that moment or a panic pick. Okay. So we're going to do Love It, Leave It, perfect pick or panic pick. And we're starting today with the NFC North. The Chicago Bears had a draft. And when I'm looking at it, if I'm just being honest with you, I think the Bears don't know what they want to do past round one. There's a lot of panic picks in here. I agree. Especially considering this is a team that had a ton of draft capital because they traded down from one. Mm-hmm. They had traded Roquan Smith to the Bears or to the to the Ravens, 
Um, and coincidentally, right now on NFL Network, we're watching it in my office. The uh, the Steelers and Ravens game from last year is being replayed. That the uh, the Steelers came back and won that game in Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. Roquan Smith was in that game and he didn't play very well. No, he didn't. And so, uh, you know, the Ravens, you have to be worried a little bit about giving up a second round pick for that. And then they signed him to a massive extension. Mm-hmm. They like it enough that they didn't pick up Patrick Queen's fifth year option. Um, but basically no NFL team picked up a fifth-year option from the 2020 class. So Yeah, um, going through that, that was kind of wild to look at. Yeah. So the Chicago Bears were on the clock at number nine, and mm-hmm. they traded down and allowed the Philadelphia Eagles to come up one spot to get Jalen Carter. And so at number 10, after their trade – they selected, and by the way, they only got a fourth-round pick out of that deal. Um, they selected Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, uh, Tennessee. Monica, what uh, what were your thoughts when that pick was made? And do you love it? Do you leave it? Is it a perfect pick or a panic pick? Okay, I don't really know what to say about this one. I hated it. From the minute it was done, because they needed, if they are going to go offensive line, they needed to get Broderick Jones, and they didn't. And I don't know whether it was just like they they had fallen in love with Darnell Wright so much that they just couldn't help but take him. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's that Broderick Jones was really only a starter for one year and they thought, well, Justin Fields, you know, we need the right tackle instead of the left tackle because Darnell Wright's not a left tackle. No, he's not. And so you're you're taking a guy when you need to be protecting your quarterback's blind spot. Now, if the Dolphins made this pick, I think we'd be praising it. Mm-hmm. Because two is a left-handed quarterback. You know, if, if you don't know anything about football, the quarterback's handiness – what what hand he uses to throw the ball is very important as to what tackle is the most important player of your offensive line. Yeah. Because if he's a right-handed quarterback, which 99% of the NFL is, mm-hmm. uh, Tua is literally the only left-handed quarterback that I think is in the NFL right now, uh, certainly the only starter that I can think of. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, 31 out of 32 teams, the left tackle is the most important position on the offensive line outside of the center. Because your quarterback has his back turned with whatever hand he's using to throw, his back is turned, and he can't see anything. Right. That's why it's called the blind side. And so that tackle becomes incredibly important. If he's a left-handed quarterback, then his right side becomes the most important because he's got his back facing to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you knew that and you thought I was condescending with that, I don't care. Um, I, I'm trying to help you, okay? <laughs> just... just uh, Deal with it. Um, but I think Darnell Wright would be a praised pick if he were a Dolphin. But he's not. He's a bear. I I wonder if this was an automatic re- reaction to Paris Johnson going to the Cardinals. And you know the funny thing is? They could have had him. Mm-hmm. If you love Paris Johnson so much, they could have traded up to six. Mm-hmm. Who was at six? The Lions, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, they, I mean, the Seahawks... You could you could mess around with the Seahawks and the Lions a little bit yeah. and go around like that. And I, I think if you're Seattle, they took Devin Witherspoon at five. Yeah. To try to block the Lions from getting him. But you can also 
block the you can also block the lions by yeah you know getting in their spot and <clears throat> so I think it is I think it's a I think it's a panic pick yeah um not because it's not a perfect pick in the sense of it's not what they needed that why wouldn't you just take Peter Skaronski I yeah I I'm looking at this I might have even taken Skaronski over Darn, Darnell Wright because he has experience playing on that blind side. Yeah. And I, I think it's one of those things you're you're looking at a team that with their first four picks, I don't think they knew what they were doing. Mm-mm. Their first four picks, I don't think they knew what they were doing at all. I mean, I just I, I don't understand that. Um Monica, the next pick is uh oh by the way, love it or leave it. Leave it. Okay. The next pick is Gervin Dexter or Gervon. I think it's Gervin Dexter. Gervin Dexter, senior defensive tackle out of Florida. Um, This is pick 53 overall. I didn't like this pick. Wasn't Siaki Ika still on the board? Let me look that up. I'm I'm pretty sure he was. I think he was too. I think the Bears are going to a 4-3. Like, I think it's pretty much confirmed it's going to be a 4-3, and they may be a 4-3 anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but two of their picks in this draft being high, you know, top 70 overall selections were defensive tackles. Tui Polo, not only was, um, who'd you just say? Uh, Siaki Ika. Not only was he still on the board, but Tuli Tu. Tupelo too was also still on the board. Hmm. Byron Young was still on the board. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. I'm going to say understand. this is. A, I'm going to say this is a perfect pick in the sense that they needed a defensive tackle. It's a perfect position pick. Yes, but I'm going to leave the pick itself and say that they should have taken a, a better player. But Monica, give the devil's advocate as to why Gervin Dexter could be the the fit. I mean, a fifty-three overall selection. He better be. Mm-hmm. But what? What would be? What is something that maybe the Bears like about Dexter? Oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and look. I don't. Let's. He's a. He's a very very good size. Um, and let's see. He. I mean, for a for a. D tackle, he's got he's got some speed. And so I wonder if that's what they're looking for in him. And I mean, you know, maybe it's the case Keanu Benton went to the Steelers at forty nine. Mm-hmm. And the the statement made about Keanu Benton was he was a very fast mm-hmm. and physical defensive tackle. Maybe maybe Keanu Benton was the player. Um yeah. and when he was gone they they, they just kind of panicked. Um so maybe maybe I, I should change my answer to a panic pick and I'll leave it. Um, I think there were still better playmakers on the board for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, not even on the defensive side of the ball. But there that, were offensive linemen still available. But that does bring up an interesting discussion. And I don't know how much we want to get into this. Are teams trying to become faster on their defensive line? I think they have to because the the age of the running quarterback right now is at a peak. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, 
oh, that hurts because if the Jets had just beaten the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, anyways, basically every basically every NFL team has somewhat of a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, who's who's the NFL division that doesn't have a mobile quarterback? The Saints. But they just got Bryce, who can move around. And they also got um, Baker Mayfield, who is mobile. Mm-hmm. He's not stationary. And yeah. they also have um, Derek Carr, who can move around. Yeah. So I, the day of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning just sitting in one location... It's it's long gone. I can't think of a single Matthew Stafford maybe at the NFC West might be one of the only ones that is not mobile. And he can still run. It's just really painful to watch. Yeah. So, um ah, here's the final drive for the Steelers where they they come back and beat the Baltimore Ravens on primetime. What a wonderful night that was. Uh but so I think teams are trying to get faster. And while we do that, you can see their third round pick here on the screen before we get to it. I Is he fast? Zach Pickens, I thought that was a much better pick for the same for this exact same. Mm-hmm. I think his 40-yard dash was at the combine was almost identical to Gervin Dexter. However, I liked Zach Pickens more than I liked Kervin Dexter. But if you're gonna if you're gonna try to stop quarterbacks and you want those fast defensive tackles, if you're gonna want to try to stop the running backs, you need those fat maybe maybe it's Pickens and Dexter that line up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um before we get to Zach though, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami, I know nothing about this guy. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him either. Um I you know I, I would have rather them taken is it Carter Warren. Right? Carter Warren, the offensive tackle out of Pittsburgh? I believe so, yeah. I would have rather them taken him at sixty or at 56. Just overdraft him. I don't mm-hmm. care. Take Christian Gonzalez at 10. You could still take Gervin Dexter. You could still take Zach Pickens. And then at 56, just take the best offensive tackle on the board mm-hmm. at that point. You know, because, I mean, Tyreek Stevenson could be a factor but I don't know anything about him. Um, and again, there were better players on the board. This was three picks. Three picks after Gervin Dexter. NFL Next Gen Stats projects Tyreek Stevenson as a average starter. Okay. So love it or leave it? I leave it. I'm going to say it's a panic pick. Let's I do agree. it that way. I'll say whether it's a perfect pick or a panic pick. You say if you want to love it or leave it. All right. Sorry we, we took 15 minutes to figure out a good way to do that. <laughs> Uh, Zach Pickens, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. I'm gonna say um, is a is a perfect pick at this point. You know, if they if I this was really like this pick, if this was the only pick they had made in the defensive tackle, you know, spot, I wouldn't have uh, had any issue with with it at all. So I'm gonna say it's a perfect pick. I love this pick. All right, so you're gonna say love it. Roshan Johnson, running back out of Texas, another perfect pick. Absolutely. We had mocked Roshan Johnson as a possible spot, you know, mm-hmm. with the Bears. Yeah. Um, it, it made sense. Be, mainly because, see that throw? Did you see that throw right there? Let me just, y'all y'all bear with us. Look at that. Boom. Wow, that was, that was a decent throw and an even better catch. Yeah. 
That's a rookie right there, guys. But he definitely threw it where only his guy could catch it. Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett, man. I think he's going to have a big second year. Clutch time, Pickett. Um, Roshan Johnson, perfect pick. Loved it. Tyler Scott, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, panic pick. I I don't. The next three are panic picks to me. Um, I don't understand how many wide receivers can you draft? Like, the New Orleans Saints have this same problem. Mm-hmm. They have way too many wide receivers. They're not – I don't – maybe Tyler Scott is going to take the place of Chase Claypool, but I, I – I don't see how that would make much sense. Yeah, so I'm going to say it's a panic pick. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one. I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about the Ravens, how they always – they're always in the market for a certain wide receiver, and if you get find that certain wide receiver in the draft, you know the Ravens are going to pick them. It just feels like if there's a somewhat average receiver on the board, the Bears are going to take them. Yeah. I also hate this next pick because, again, it, if you've been listening for a little while, you will remember my rant about free agency when the Bears signed two linebackers Mm -hmm. when they had Jack Sanborn. Then they go and draft Noah Sewell, linebacker out of Oregon. Um, Panic pick. What what is Noah Sewell going to provide them that Jack Sanborn can't and that T.J. Edmonds, right, T.J. Edmonds? I think it's T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards. Edwards. And Tremaine Edmonds. Mm -hmm. What? What is Noah Sewell going to provide that those three guys can't? I mean, it's almost a certainty that if Noah makes the team, it's just as a practice squad player or a special teams gunner. And that's a waste. He's a really, really talented linebacker. That's a complete waste of his talent. And when I saw this, I was kind of sad because Noah Sewell is one of my favorite linebacker prospects in this draft. Yeah, and and it's not a it's not a thing about like Michael had mocked him to go in the top one hundred. I had in some of my drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL team. One thing I continue to learn every year, they're never as high as the draft network is, ever. <laughs> and so one of the the biggest problems that I run into is I, I rely heavily on the draft network and some of these are like Dave, Dave, Daniel Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. I, I rely heavily on the stupid mock drafts too, that make no sense to try to gain an idea of where, and I think I did a good job this year with round one, Yeah, but Noah Sewell belongs on a better team. So I'm going to say that's a panic pick because why, why not Why not take somebody other than Tyler Scott in round four and then take Kayshawn Boot in round five? That, yeah. I mean, now Tyler Scott's going to end up being a pro bowler because we've said this, but... <laughs> You know, kudos to him. Um, but Noah Sewell, uh, panic pick. I wish he could have gone almost anywhere else. Terrell Smith, cornerback out of Minnesota, is a panic pick. I, I have nothing to say about it. I don't like it. Travis Bell, I'm going to say it's a perfect pick. You're running the 4-3. The mm-hmm. at, at this point of the draft, you know, you're throwing darts at the board um, because you're at pick number 218. Mm-hmm. So, he either makes a roster or he doesn't. Yeah. That's that's the only option that you have. He's um, from Alabama. Not like, not the University of Alabama, but he's from the state of Alabama. Ah, okay. Um, 
Let's see here. And then Kendall Williamson, defensive back out of Stanford. I'm indifferent. He'll probably be a practice squad player, to be honest. But it'll be interesting. Well, Monica, let's um, let's stop there. We, we've got time now. You know, we were originally going to try to cover the NFL draft quickly. Mm-hmm. We got some time. I want to talk for the remainder of our time. Okay. About our draft as of as of how it's gone up to this point. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna let you, Monica, kind of give the perspective because I feel like it would be wrong for me to talk about what I have done, and I'll let you also, um, maybe explain how we got where we are, to an extent. You know, um, without giving away all the trade secrets of everything. You know, maybe just tell them how in the world I, I got to as many picks as I have. And I want to want you to review what I have done so far, and I'll review what you have done so far. Okay. So, um, Monica, we'll start with me because um, if we were to just look at the teams, how many selections have been made, Monica's made four picks, and I have made... A lot more than that. So, Monica, go ahead and get started with um, what I have done up to this point. So, Michael went full draft day. Full draft day. It was my finest moment. And he, it was, he was selling all out for B. John Robinson. So, he got number one overall, got B. John Robinson. So, something that I was had been researching is that the Falcons last year had the most had one of the best rushing offenses right. in the NFL. And yeah. then they add B. John Robinson, so it can only get better. Right. That was perfect for him. And so I think that fantasy-wise especially is going to be a really, really good pick for Michael. And then he came back later on in the first round and grabbed Bryce Young, which that will be very intriguing. That I mean, Michael's depth, he has enough depth on his team where Bryce doesn't have to start. But if Bryce, you know, is very good, then he has, you know, he's good for the future. And I, I managed to trade down. I had 101 and 102. Uh-huh. I traded down from 102 to 103, and then I traded down again from 103 to 104 and managed to get Bryce Young. I thought I was going to get Jameer Gibbs at four. Um, I was pretty positive because I had convinced Dan, you know, this is the year to get a quarterback, and I'll, I'm gladly – you know, I'll gladly trade down. Mm-hmm. Dan bought into that as well and thought, well, I need to go get C.J. Stroud. And so he did. Um, Look, I'm not giving away your – I'm not trying to give away your secrets. You want to give away your secrets, that's fine. Uh, and then at 103, I tried to do the same thing for Daniel. I said, hey, Daniel, surely you want a quarterback. And Daniel and I were starting to work a deal out, and every offer I made, he was like, that's way too much for the pick number three. And I'm like – it's not way too much. And then it started to dawn on me because I texted you and I said, Daniel's not taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so I had, to, I had to debate in round one, what do I do? Because I wanted Quentin Johnston, um, but I couldn't get him because I can't let Bryce Young go to Daniel at five. Right. So that's what I did in round one. And then before we move on to round two... Because I'm, we'll talk. We'll go round by round. I'll talk okay. about what you did in round two, and then we can go that way. But here's round one of our NFL draft. Keep in mind, we're a six team league. Ooh, it's not enough team. I don't care. It's an awesome way to do fantasy football. Um, the scouting becomes so important. Yes. 
because we do defensive players. There's a touchdown right there. Boom. Um, We do defensive players. We do offensive players. You have to know what you're doing. So, round one, at 101, I took B. John Robinson. 102, Hunker Dan, Dan Cates, took C.J. Stroud. At pick three, discount Belichick, Daniel Webster, took Jameer Gibbs. At pick four, Dynasty Idiot, also known as Fan of Steel. Such a great name. Play off of the movie Man of Steel. Um, I selected Bryce Young. I know that I sniped Daniel because Daniel logged on after I made the pick and logged off for like two hours. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty positive from what we've talked about. It's because he had no like no real belief that I was going to end up with Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. He came back on the board, though, and took Anthony Richardson. And then Jamison took Quentin Johnston. Now, Daniel also had some compensatory picks in this draft, and that's a whole other story for a whole other time. Yeah. But he, in round one, got Jackson Smith and Jigba with his compensatory selection at number seven. That was a really, really good pick. It was. compensatory selection. It was because Daniel knows if he didn't take JSN that I would have. Mm-hmm. So at 201, Monica had made a trade. And she moved up on the board, and she took Hendon Hooker. And I like the pick for Monica because Monica's team, you're still building it. You yeah. know, you're not you're not at a point right now where you're making a bunch of moves to be a spectacular force just yet. No. You're a, you're a season or two away from that, and that's okay. Yeah. But you have been able at this point now to select a quarterback that, had he not gotten hurt, would probably have uh, been a top-five pick. Yeah. And I love that he is in Detroit. Gives you a lot of chance to just kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so I would give that pick an A-plus, even though there were better, quote-unquote, immediate impact players on the board. You needed to get the quarterback this year because you don't know what's going to happen next year. What if Caleb right. Williams isn't on, you know, your radar because he either stays in college or you don't have the pick to get him. Yeah. One one thing I was thinking about with Hendon Hooker there is they're building they're building this team perfectly for Jared Goff or whoever comes in after Jared Goff. Right. And he's going to have the protection. He's going to have the receivers. Right. He's got the team. So if Hendon Hooker Fantasy-wise, he should be pretty dynamic. Yeah. Whether or not that translates to the Lions' success, I don't know, but that's not what I was concerned about here. Right. So I had four of the next five picks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, I will let you go ahead and get started now with your analysis. That's an A-plus pick, by the way, by you. It's really good. So Michael then in 2-2 gets Dalton Kincaid, which is – very excellent because he can he also has Josh Allen for his quarterback. Yep. So all the points Dalton Kincaid gets, he also gets with Josh Allen. And we do that tight end premium league, which is I think the tight ends get one point seven five per reception mm-hmm. um points. And so instead of instead of two points or I'm sorry, instead of one point or a point and a half, which is what I think, or 1.25 is what running backs get. The tight end gets a 1.75, which really boosts their production. Mm-hmm. 
And then he comes back and gets Will Anderson, which I really like that pick. That was a very good pick. Also, because you know Will Anderson's not going to be there whenever you come come back around to him. Yeah, if I had a third-round pick that was higher, um, I probably would have waited on Will Anderson. Like, if I had been able to keep the 301 mm-hmm. in my radar and it hadn't been traded to a team that I knew it wasn't going to trade to me, um, I might have thought that I could have gotten Will Anderson there. Mm-hmm. But he's he's listed as a linebacker and defensive lineman in our league, so he has a lot of versatility. Yeah, and – He'll honestly probably play more as a linebacker, which will get you some more points. Yeah. Uh, then Jordan Addison was picked. And by then, Daniel. By Daniel. Yeah. And then Michael comes in and grabs Josh Downs and Jack Campbell back-to-back, which those two might be my favorite picks that he has made so far because I think they're very, very underrated. Josh Downs. He catches everything, and he's really going to help Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson develop. And I'm that he's going to be. He, I feel like he's going to be a main target. Also, this morning on Twitter, I saw some um, Josh Downs uh, practicing in the parking videos. lot. Yes. Oh yeah, the hotel parking lot. He said we didn't want to wait, oh, so him word. and Anthony Richardson went out to the hotel parking lot and played. It was crazy. He's so good. And then Jack Campbell, is is there a better fit for Jack Campbell than Detroit? No. Maybe Steelers, but there's no way that would have – he it, wouldn't have been there at 32. I will say, if he was there at 32, I think it becomes a question whether they take Joey Porter Jr. or not. Yeah. But the Lions fell in love with him. They took him at 18, and I – subsequently fell in love with him as well. I, I honestly I didn't really have a whole lot of reason to watch you know Jack Campbell in college, but I would tune into their games to watch him and only him just yeah because he was that amazing of a player. Well, and then Daniel came back at, at 2-7 and took Will Levis. Mhm. Which is probably the the best pick he could have made there. Um, you know, Daniel does have some quarterback needs. And yeah. so if you got Anthony Richardson and Will Levis on your, you know, your roster, you have some opportunity to see what happens. And he'll be set up for the future. Yeah, Jamison Stewart um had taken Quentin Johnson in round one, did not have a round two selection, comes back and takes Michael Meyer, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. Solid pick. I was hoping he would fall to 3-5, but mm-hmm. I figured that wouldn't happen. Uh, Daniel then took Zay Flowers. Uh, Monica didn't have a pick in the next uh, next round here, so we're just going to get to my pick as quickly as possible. Daniel took Zay Flowers. And it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Zay Flowers. I'm not a fan of the fit, and so he had been off my board. Like If he were there in round 10, I wouldn't draft him, but that's just yeah. me personally. He is... He's one of those stereotypical receivers that the Ravens draft, but those haven't worked well for them in the past, so I don't know if he works out. That was an excellent pick for Daniel, but yeah, I don't know if I would have risked it, especially not on my team starting out. Then Dan took Zach Charbonnet, and I, I loved that pick for Dan. I think it helps him. Um, 
the Seahawks are going to do something with all these running backs that they've gotten. I still think Kenneth Walker is a starter. I still think that he will be entrenched with the, you know the the bulk of the carries. Mm-hmm. But even with Kenneth Walker being the starter, they still they still played you know Travis Homer, Rashad Penny. The, right. You know they put those guys in there, and I think that's what Zach Charbonnet is going to do, and he can do that a lot longer. So Daniel then on the board. Some might say this is a reach, but I liked it. He took Nolan Smith. Um, I think that was a really good pick for him. I liked it. I mean, yeah, he he gets a linebacker defensive lineman. If you're not going to get Will Anderson in round two, and I don't think – I think Daniel might have been saying with that pick he wanted to get Will Anderson. But if you're not going to be able to get him in round two, I was certainly thinking about taking him with the next pick. Mm-hmm. And so he was gone, and I thought, okay, so I'll take what I can finally admit now was my third favorite running back in this class. Mm-hmm. And it is Devin A. Chang. Now, you don't like this pick. I I didn't like this pick so much. I ha- I'm not very high on Devin A. Chain. But um if this works out, it'll be good for you. I just I don't like it very much. Of the players that have been selected cuz we're in the middle of round 6 right at this point. We mm-hmm. we only got two more rounds to cover. Of the players that have been selected not by me. Mhm. Who would you have picked there instead? Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson. And I, I thought about that. Roshan was, was a thought at, you know, at round 3-5. Um, the, the biggest reason I didn't do it was because I know Devin A. Chain is going to start mm-hmm. almost immediately. He's going to be put in on passing downs. He's going to be put in. How do you protect Tua? Yeah. Dump offs. Mm-hmm. How do you protect Tom Brady? How did you protect Peyton Manning? You you found a little speedy dude that mm-hmm. you can put out three yards into the flat and say, here you go. Mm-hmm. That's what Devin A. Chain is going to do, and I think that's, that's a good fit. And since I don't know for sure what Roshan Johnson is going to be, I was okay, proverbially here, punting on the idea of even selecting Roshan, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um then Jamison took Zach Evans, but I also was able to make a trade for that compensatory pick after it was made, and so I also got Tank Bigsby, running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Monica, what do you think about that selection? That was an interesting selection. ETN has a tendency to get hurt, so Tank could see a bit of playing time. They could also kind of do a split backfield right? and – but they also have completely different skill sets. I don't know. I might I might give it a B minus. Yeah. Like it has the potential to be good, but I need to see it first. Sure. I had uh three of the next four picks in round four, and you had one of those that was sandwiched in between those four. Mm -hmm. Uh, So why don't you talk about my two, and then we'll talk about what you did at at 4-3, and then we'll round it out with what I was able to do, and then we'll get through uh, the next two rounds very quickly. All right, so Michael comes back. We're in the fourth round now. So he starts out the fourth round with Darnell Washington and Rasheed Rice. Honestly, can you go wrong with – you can't go wrong with a Patrick Mahomes receiver. Who uh, And here's why I drafted Rasheed Rice. Because if you look at Rasheed Rice, Monica, if you click on his name, you can then select view player profile. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest red flag you see when you do that for, for what I like to do? 
his uh his age. Yeah, he's twenty three years old. Yeah. He is the second oldest player that I have taken, I think, in this draft because Dalton Kincaid is also twenty three. I think if you were to venture and look at every other pick that I've made, all of the others are twenty two or twenty. Mm-hmm. Tw- between twenty and twenty two. Um I took Rasheed Rice simply because Mahomes worked out with three wide receivers. Quentin mm-hmm. Johnston, um, Rasheed Rice, and Zay Flowers. I believe it was a, yeah, I think it was Zay Flowers. And after doing that, Mahomes called the management and said, I want Rice. Mm-hmm. If Mahomes, if that story is true, and I have no reason to doubt it, then I see good things in Rasheed Rice's future, and if so, fact so, my fantasy team's future as well. Yeah. Um, Darnell Washington also is a good pick because he's just superhuman. And it's good. It's good um, insurance in case something ever happens to Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. You know, if he got hurt, and there were a couple games last year that he did miss, mm-hmm. uh, or didn't play. You know, as the the full, you know, full expectation that you would have for a starting tight end. Uh, right. So I took Darnell Washington there because I didn't think he would be there in round five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather overdraft a wide receiver or tight end than wait for them to fall to me and miss out. Yeah. Then at 4.03, Monica made a trade with myself, um, including a veteran wide receiver, Zay Jones, uh, starting linebacker, Rashawn Gary, Mm-hmm. And a couple of other picks. And I also gave you some running backs and some other things in that, too. Yeah. Monica traded up for Roshan Johnson. And some of you might be thinking, why would you do that, Michael? You love running backs. I do. But I'm not a monster. Like, I'm not that heartless. I'm heartless. I'm very heartless. That, seen, is, that is true. Seen by the fact that I have 20 picks out of 63 in this draft. I am heartless, but I'm not a monster. Yeah. And so a team if and and really too, Zay Jones, twenty eight year old receiver, played very well last year. Mm-hmm. And I can count on him in a pinch. Um, I have thirty running backs on my team right now. I have fifteen wide receivers. There's I mean, you had to get rid of some. And I had to be able to add some wide receivers too. And you need a you need that roster spot for Bijan Robinson. Yeah. So you can't in if you're picking between Bijan and Roshan, you've got to take Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. So in the fight between those two, you got Bijan and I ended up trading to get Roshan. Yeah. And in the perfect draft, you know, if if the if the Bears had drafted Roshan Johnson and then said he is our bell cow, you know what would have happened in round three. Yeah, you would have taken him. I would have taken him, and then I would have gotten Devin A-Chain around four because I don't think anybody was going to draft Devin A-Chain. Um, no, I, I wasn't. I give that an A-plus a pick for you. Uh, and then my last pick of round four was Jonathan Mingo. What's that one? I I don't know. Is it growing know. on you at all? He's going to have to – like, they drafted him too high. He's going to have to play. And – they don't necessarily have a star receiver not right now. I'll be interested to see if he can fill that star receiver role. I know that especially the day before the draft, there was a lot of talk. Jonathan Mingo was rising up draft boards. Yeah. Uh, 
was that smoke? Was that real? I'm interested to see, but I think also when you have Bryce Young, it just makes perfect sense. I've really I I wouldn't have done it, it, but it makes it I think it made sense for your team. And something that I've done I don't draft like Jordan Addison was on the board, I could have taken him over Will Anderson. But I have Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I don't draft normally as much as I can help it. Players when I already have one position group, like Daniel Webster and I tried to work out a trade uh, during this draft, and the name Deontay Johnson was floated out. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I I can't do that. Like, I have Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, now Darnell Washington. <laughs> I can't own the Steelers' offense. Like, that's just not a good way to win a fantasy fantasy league. Right. And the reason I can have all those other guys is Najee's obviously a starter. Mm-hmm. Fryermuth can be a starter this year, I think. George Pickens is close to being a starter. But Pickens and Pickett and Washington are bench players for me, and that's how it should be. But Jonathan Mingo, I do have Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, But I think when you draft Jonathan Mingo that high, surely Bryce Young had some say. Yeah. And so maybe Bryce Young said, hey, I like Mingo here, mm-hmm. you know, and who am I to uh, to argue with that? Uh, Daniel, I, go ahead. I also think kind of about that with Houston when they selected Tank Dell as high as they did. You know that C.J. Stroud had something to say about that because otherwise why are you taking Tank Dell that high? Right. Daniel Webster then took Kendra Miller. I think that's a good pick for yeah, him there. He has pick. Alvin Kamara, so it was smart for him to get the guy that's the insurance to Kamara. Yeah, especially with, you know, Kamara's legal issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamison Stewart selected Tyree Wilson, uh, linebacker slash defensive lineman out of Las Vegas. And I wish I could have him, but I have Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem right. So, and Divine Diablo, I have him as well. And I, you just can't. You can't have, you, like, don't be the fantasy player that drafts seven players from your favorite team or even, like, I have Kansas City Chiefs on my roster, but I'm not playing all of them. Right. And the moment that I think, like if Rasheed Rice comes out in week one and has 30 receptions, 280 yards, I'm trading Sky Moore. Like, I, yeah. will, I will move off of the player that needs to be moved and dealt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a good way to do that. Um, then in uh, round four, after right. round four, I should say, round five, Jalen Hyatt goes to Bradley. I, I don't think that's a bad pick there. No. Um, Not at all. But I also think if I were Bradley there, I might have tried to go a different direction, but I'm not going to say what because we're still in the middle of the draft and this player's not been taken yet. Um, So he took Jalen Hyatt. Kudos to him for getting a good wide receiver, though. The only problem I have with this is he also has um, Wandale Robinson. So he owns the that's wide receiver room, interesting. and I think that's going to be a problem for him. He'll probably end up having to trade one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Then Jamison was on the clock, and he took Sam Laporta, and then I traded back up, and I traded back up because Monica traded for the six hundred one and the seven hundred one uh, to jump in front of me in both of those rounds as best as she could. Yeah, and so I traded up to the five hundred three, and I took Tajay Spears. Monica, what were your thoughts on that pick? He's a running back for Tennessee. I think that is going to be a good pick. 
like we've talked about before, I think that the Derrick Henry time in Tennessee is at its end or about to be at its end. And Tajai Spears just seems like the perfect replacement. Yeah. I like that pick a lot. Then Jameson immediately took Israel uh, Abanekanda. And I, I don't. I don't have uh I don't have any thoughts on this one. I don't I don't know that I love it. I don't know that I hate it. It was I was a little surprised by it. But thinking about what the Jets have, they have Brees Hall and then what? Well, you Michael Carter, but he's not, you know. Right. Zonovan Knight played well last year though. I was surprised that Zonovan Knight was replaced so quickly because mm-hmm. Zonovan Knight's cheaper. He had five or six decent games last year mm-hmm. as a you know a decent backup, and you immediately replace him with a contract that you have to pay to Israel, and I did not Israel but, the the you know not Israel the place Israel the person but but he was also drafted what, in, like, the fifth round? The fourth or fifth round? So it's not like they're... Yeah, it's not an expensive contract. It's not, yeah, it's not like they're taking a ton. Also, he's 20 years old. Yeah, that means their backfield now is a total of 40 years old. That's not that... No. You know, Bryce, Brees Hall's 21. So, um, it, it could be a very interesting pick. See how that goes, but... I don't know if that's the dir- I don't think that's direction I would have gone there. Yeah, Daniel then was on the clock. He took Jaden Reed, the wide receiver, out of Green Bay. I kind of expected that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Kayshawn Boot, uh, wide receiver for the uh, New England Patriots, was then selected by Jameson, and I don't know that I like or hate that. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I think there's I think there's a few better players on the board than than taking Kayshawn there. But I think as far as like the expectation is that Mac Jones has to get some help and Jamison has Mac Jones. Right. So it, it makes sense in that regard. Um I th- yeah, I think pairing like because he had Mac Jones, I think it makes sense. I I'm very interested. I'm very interested to see how that goes. Yeah, and then you were back on the clock, Monica, with two picks. We have three picks left, and then we're going to close the episode out uh, because we're still in the middle of round six because Daniel Webster refuses to make a pick. Um, (laughs) You took Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Denver, and Jalen Carter, and then Daniel took Lucas Van Ness. Now, I don't hate what you did. But I also don't love it either. I think that's an understandable, you know, yeah. place to be. Oh, a hundred percent. I think there are a couple of wide receivers and tight ends still out there that would have been a better selection. And I I don't know it changes every year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I almost wonder in some ways, is Marvin Mims a Chase Claypool type player in our league who goes out of the seventh round. He was an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, that was Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. 
Now, the draft capital that the the Broncos spent on Marvin Mims would lean, lend itself to say, get him as high as you can. Right. So, you know, but, and the draft is still young. You could still come back and get some of those players too, and then who cares when you got them? I, my thought process in grabbing Marvin Mims there was our receivers are so injury prone. Yeah. So injury prone. So I figure that Marvin Mims is going to get playing time. Yeah. And honestly, at this point in my roster building, that's about all I need. Yeah, and I think if you're looking at it and you're saying, I've got to build a team, I've got to build a roster, I'm going to do everything that I can to build it the right way. Yeah. And part of that is getting players that you know you can count on being on the field. Yeah. Uh, Monica, you have anything else to say before we leave? No, I think I think we've got covered it. Tomorrow we'll go back to the Detroit Lions and maybe the Green Bay Packers, and if we're lucky, we'll get through to the Minnesota Vikings as well. Until then, take care. <laughs>